Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. This is episode 80. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice with our trivia question of the week. And we thank Adam at Garage Door Rescue for donating the gift cards. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Fire Department hosts COVID-19 shot clinic. Local athletes make Mansfield proud. Rocks keep falling on our planet and what we are doing to protect ourselves. I'm Katrina Brown and today we take you to the seashore for some vitamin C in this week's Texas Health Tip of the Week. We have a pond and a pool. A pond would be good for you. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin and we'll get to the process of how Ty Webb came to have a pond on his property in Caddyshack in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, we'll be talking about a cocktail that says, take me back to my childhood. But please do not serve this to a child. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve interviews Mansfield businessman Joe Jenkins about a big event coming to our city. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area, and when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Did you know Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, SWAU provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for Fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Do you hope to become a science teacher, a researcher, or a chemist? Learn more about the math and physical science programs at Southwestern Adventist University at swau.edu. Hey, business owners. Have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817-913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. 
I'm Corinne Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Trinity Roofing and Construction. The Mansfield Fire Department is hosting a COVID-19 shot clinic on Thursday from noon until 8 p.m. at the Chris W. Burkett Service Center. For anyone 12 years or older, both Pfizer and Moderna doses are available. They do offer walk-ins and no appointments are necessary. You can find the service center at 620 South Wisteria Street. If you would like to pre-register, there is a link on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. Two Mansfield athletes took their outstanding athleticism to a higher level this past week. We start with Jasmine Moore, a graduate of Lake Ridge High School, who can now officially call herself an Olympian, as the triple jump phenom earned her way to Tokyo by soaring 46 feet and five and a quarter inches at the Olympic trials in Eugene, Oregon. Just two years ago, she graduated from Mansfield Lake Ridge as Gatorade's National Track and Field Athlete of the Year. The Olympics begins on Friday, July 23rd. And then there's Mansfield High alum Hannah Webb, who was named to the Academic All-America First Team. The Casida Academic All-America teams recognize the nation's top student athletes for their combined performances, both on the field and in the classroom. For Webb, this marks her second selection as a Casida Academic All-American after she received third-team accolades in 2019 while attending Oklahoma State University. Additionally, Webb is now just one of four cowgirls in program history to earn Academic All-American first-team honors. Webb earned her degree in mathematics in May and posted a 4.0 grade point average. She started all 18 soccer games for the cowgirls this season, helping lead the team to the NCAA. NCAA Sweet 16 and tallied one goal and four assists. Congratulations to both Jasmine Moore and Hannah Webb. Sunday is National Cheer Up the Lonely Day. Each year on July 11th, people across the United States make a special effort to help cheer up the lonely. If you know someone who is lonely or perhaps going through a difficult time, you could be the bright spot in their life with a little extra thoughtfulness this coming Sunday. It could be just one word or a special consideration that may brighten up their world at just the right moment. You need some ideas? Perhaps deliver a few spare magazines, watch a movie with some popcorn, read a book aloud, play some inspirational music, go for a walk, mail them a sweet or funny card, play a board game, go for a drive, play 20 questions, and the list goes on and on. Tell you what, let's check the weather forecast with someone who always has a cheery disposition. Colleen? Thank you, Steve. Actually, my cheery disposition is usually challenged in the summer here in Mansfield, as I'm not a fan of the high heat we have this time of year. So far this year, though, we've remained magically below our usual average highs. Our first 100-degree day is normally July 1st, and we haven't even been close to that lately. The 4th of July was our coolest in 14 years. The temperature pattern we've been in continues through this week and through the weekend. All that moisture around is going to help keep our temperatures around 90 degrees or maybe 2 to 3 degrees above that. We're going to continue to have pop-up and widely scattered thunderstorms for the next week as this somewhat tropical weather continues. Meanwhile, the Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield lawns will need no additional water this week. We've had a lot of rain lately, and most of us can keep our sprinklers off. As mentioned, the forecast shows at least a small chance of rain every day, so be sure to use a rain gauge to track rainfall throughout the week. 
As always, you can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. So when we come back in 60 seconds, science reporter Dennis Webb dodges falling space rocks. Health specialist Katrina Brown takes us to the seashore in the Texas Health Tip of the Week. Home improvement specialist Terry Radswin digs himself out of a hole in the Ask Terry segment. And Brian Certain is here with the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, we have the trivia question of the week, and I will talk in studio with Mansfield businessman Joe Jenkins about an upcoming event that you won't want to miss. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, I'm Megan Sutton, owner of Shane Boy's Craft Hawaiian Grinds, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This is your audio newspaper. It's time to open the features section. In this week's science report, Dennis Webb concludes his series about space rocks and why they keep hitting our planet. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. I've talked for several weeks about space rocks hitting our planet, most time not a big deal. The geologic record suggests big asteroid impacts have happened on our planet, causing planet-wide damage and mass species extinctions, the last time millions of years ago. Recent space observations suggest that this can happen again. So what do we do if NASA figures out a big asteroid is headed for our planet? For the smaller ones, like the Chelyabinsk Russia airburst in 20. 13, which was thought to be a rubble pile 66 feet across, the hope is that early detection can lead to evacuations of the affected area before the damage hits. Current near-Earth asteroid surveys are incomplete for these smaller rocks, but they do not pose a global or regional threat. What if a bigger one is headed for collision with our planet? Well, everybody's first thought is to send nuclear weapons to shoot it down like a bird on a goose hunt. When you shoot a goose, it stops flying and falls to Earth because of gravity. The first problem is 
is the fact that the asteroid is not really flying in a conventional sense under its own power. It is a giant rock or rock pile following its orbit through gravitational interaction with our sun, just like the planets. If you shoot it, it's still going to land on Earth. If you blow it up, you need to vaporize it or blast it to small enough pieces that will harmlessly fall to Earth. How an asteroid blows up is not completely predictable, particularly if there are some uncertainties in the asteroid's composition. The idea here is to change a big bullet into a shotgun blast, as most of the stuff left over is still headed for impact on our planet. The goose is still going to land on the ground. The most popular strategy these days is to find a way to change its orbit around the sun just enough so that it misses the Earth. To do this, we have to know enough about the asteroid, its trajectory, mass, and density, to figure out how to make this diversion happen. Observatories across the planet are studying the known potentially hazardous asteroids, and amateur astronomers are contributing to this. One idea is one or more nuclear blasts off to one side to perturb the orbital trajectory of the asteroid just enough to miss the Earth. Another idea has a rocket rapidly drive a large mass into the asteroid, deflecting the path enough. The amount of mass crashing into the asteroid is important, and researchers have suggested a spaceship that would hijack a smaller asteroid to add a large amount of mass to this crash. Holy cow. Another proposed approach is to send a massive spacecraft near the asteroid, use its gravity to slowly pull the asteroid into a different orbit. This would take a lot of time, and one of the ideas would also have a spaceship hijack a smaller asteroid as the source of all the mass. Other approaches have been proposed, like powerful space lasers vaporizing or nudging the asteroid off course. This all sounds pretty improbable, and there are currently no space programs actually making the spaceships needed to do these things, but I think we're okay. Having a good catalog of potentially hazardous asteroids and knowing their orbits to increasing precision gives us time to do what we need to do to save our planet. We would likely have years, maybe decades of notice before a potential impact. This is plenty of time to build what we need to save our planet, and it would be a very important project to work on. From the geologic record, the big one-kilometer-wide rocks hit the planet very rarely. It's a 1 in 50,000 chance every 100 years by one estimate. So it is not likely to happen again for a long time, though this does not prevent it from happening in any year. We need to pay attention to the asteroids we know about. If we built asteroid-diverting spaceships now, they would very likely never get used. And every new decade and century, we will have other ideas and better tools for diverting the asteroid to save our planet. We may not have to do anything for a thousand years, but when we need to save the planet, we will need a solid monitoring system such as we have built now to know when it's coming and have rockets available to go to space. These are the necessary preparations for our foreseeable future. I tend to think the current plan is sufficient and prudent, and I'm grateful that Congress directed NASA to spend money on this concern over recent decades as we slowly figured out this risk to our planet. Like all space programs, all this money is being spent on planet Earth. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the Texas Health Tip of the Week. And this week, we find health specialist Katrina Brown down by the seashore. Katrina? After last year's summer vacation plans were canceled for most people, this summer, many families are actually planning activities away from home again. While they may not be as carefree as before, summer vacation is still the perfect opportunity to unwind. If you're itching for a vacation, you need to ensure that nothing puts a damper on your holiday. 
and that means preparing ahead of time to make sure you and your loved ones have a healthy, happy vacation. So here are a few tips to have fun and come home healthy. If you can, get vaccinated against COVID-19. And to ensure you have no hiccups throughout your journey, be prepared to prove it, especially if you plan to travel abroad. Many countries may require you to show some proof of vaccination. However, most all will ask for evidence of a negative PCR test. So make sure to book your COVID-19 pre-travel test in plenty of time. Also, some situations while traveling will require a mask whether you're vaccinated or not. The key to a safe trip is to ensure you have plenty of comfortable fitting face mask at hand. That way you won't be left searching for one during your holiday. Remember to change your mask frequently. If you can drive to your vacation destination, that is ideal during this ease back into better times. But if you are opting to fly this summer, try to avoid traveling on overbooked flights. Most airlines are not carrying passengers to full capacity yet, and they often leave the middle seat empty. Opt for a window seat if you can. An aisle seat puts you in contact with more people. And don't forget to sanitize your seat in surrounding areas with a Clorox wipe. Carrying a small package with you in your carry-on, they aren't liquid and won't flag any screening restrictions at the gate. You need to avoid touching as many exposed surfaces as possible, but with young children, this can be a challenge. Reduce the risk of infection by using hand sanitizer frequently. So every time you or the kids get back into the car, make sure to sanitize your hands before getting in. Or each time you sit down at the restaurant, keep a small container of hand sanitizer with you. At least 60% alcohol in your bag will help keep germs at bay. While on vacation, opt for as much outdoor time as possible. Choose a beach day over a theme park and a theme park over a night at the theater. Staying in enclosed spaces poses a greater health risk. So you want to stay outside as much as possible. Camping, hiking, and visiting national parks are easy things you can do in places where social distancing comes naturally. If a tropical vacation is on your agenda this summer or lots of pool time, be sure you pack plenty of sunscreen. Stay hydrated and don't forget to make sure everyone knows all the rules of the pool, including no running, no swimming alone. And if you're not a strong swimmer, you better grab the floaties or a life jacket. While sitting poolside, you may be tempted to partake in the local cuisine. And while most vacation resorts adhere to safe food handling practices, if traveling abroad, those standards vary from place to place. A good rule is to avoid eating raw foods, Avoid eating foods that are left uncovered or outdoors. Look for foods that are hot and steaming. Choose fruits and veggies that have peels. And ask for bottled water instead of tap or even filtered. And lastly, be sure to pack your prescription medications in a small first aid kit in your carry-on. This should include antiseptic towelettes, band-aids for minor cuts or scrapes, Tylenol or ibuprofen, and Pepto-Bismol tablets or any other anti-nausea, anti-diarrhea medication just in case. And of course, in the case of an emergency, call the local medical emergency response number. Remember that not all countries have 911. For instance, to get an ambulance in Chile, you have to call 131. So make sure you note all of the appropriate numbers to call for help at your vacation paradise, especially if you have high-risk individuals in your party. And remember, if you come home as happy as you were to leave, then you've had a good vacation. Until next time, stay healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield and reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Katrina Brown. It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Today's question comes from Becca, who writes... We want to put a pond in our backyard, but we're worried about cutting pipes and wires when we dig. Is there an easy way to find underground utilities so we don't cause a big problem? Excellent question, Becca, and one with multiple answers. 
Oftentimes, utility companies have main lines located underground on residential property. To have those located, you can dial 811 on your phone or go to texas811.org to set up a site visit where professionals will come out and use mapping data and electronic equipment to find the lines and mark them with spray paint and little flags. You need to do this at least two days before you dig, so plan accordingly. As far as the individual utility lines serving your house, you're unfortunately on your own when it comes to finding those. You have a few avenues to get this done. First, you can hire an independent utility locating company who will come out and use the same type of electronic locating equipment that the utility companies use, and they'll find your electric, water, sewer, cable TV, and internet service lines for you, at a cost, of course. You can also do it yourself, but the process is a little more time-consuming. First thing you'll need to do is get a tool called a soil probe. It's a long stick, and you'll want one made of fiberglass to help avoid electrical shock that has a pointed metal tip on it that enables it to get through the dirt more easily. Most of them have a T-shaped handle at the top to help you get more leverage as you push it in. You'll also want some of those tiny flags and some spray paint to help you find the lines afterwards. Once you've got the tools in hand, you're ready to start locating. Most electrical or communication utilities have a small pedestal located in your yard or possibly in a neighbor's yard, which is the connection point for your lines. Find that, and from there, I'd recommend following the most direct path from the pedestal to the connection point on the outside of your house. Push the probe gently into the ground and mark the location where you feel the wire. Continue along the entire path of the wire and mark as you go with the flags or the paint. In most cases, your water and sewer lines won't be in the backyard, but you may have landscape drainage or sprinkler lines to find. You'll use the probe to find these as well, using the same general method. Follow the drain grates path in the yard and you'll usually find the pipe right underneath. Those are easy because the pipes are big. With sprinklers, you can almost count on the pipes and wires running in straight lines that connect to the sprinkler heads and the valves in the ground. If you can't find the valve boxes, you can usually have a sprinkler repair person come out and they can detect them for you with signaling equipment. Sometimes they get covered up with grass and things like that. Well, Becca, I hope this gave you a good start on your pond project. You're wise to think ahead and look before you dig. Advice that everyone should consider before any outdoor project that requires digging, even putting in flower beds or a vegetable garden. How do I know? Let's just say that I've experienced interrupted phone and internet service in the name of a flower bed, and I was never allowed to forget it. Thanks again for the question. Listeners, if you have a home improvement problem or question you'd like help with, send me an email at askterry at aboutmansfield.com or visit my Facebook page at askterryampodcast or my Twitter at askterryampod. We'll talk again soon. Reporting live from the city that put the world on wheels, Detroit, Michigan, for About Mansfield, I'm home improvement specialist. Terry Radswin. Brian Certain takes us back to your childhood with a drink you don't dare serve to a youngin in the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Bushwhacker. On that same trip to the British Virgin Islands in 2015 that I talked about last week and visiting the island of Joss Van Dyke and the famous Soggy Dollar Bar and having a painkiller, the captain of the boat that I rode over from St. Thomas that day strongly suggested to everyone on board that we also stop at the One Love Bar and have a bushwhacker. 
He strongly suggested that we try their version of the Bushwhacker, which he referred to as an adult chocolate milkshake. And boy, was he right. And after having this wonderful concoction, I was determined to figure out my version of this wonderful summer drink. Along the way, as I was looking at different recipes, I learned that the drink originated in St. Thomas, but was popularized in Pensacola Beach, Florida at a bar called the Sand Shaker. It all started in 1975 when one of the owners at the Sand Shaker visited Sapphire Beach on St. Thomas and had a drink called the Bushwhacker. The owner came back to Pensacola Beach determined to make their own version, and after a lot of experimentation, and I'm assuming a few hangovers, they came up with their own recipe. This is a frozen cocktail that packs a punch if you're not careful. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I will always post the ingredients and the directions on bourbongospel.com. So the ingredients, there's eight, count them, eight ounces of alcohol in this cocktail. So again, please proceed carefully. So the ingredients, one ounce of light rum, one ounce of dark rum, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of coffee liqueur or Kahlua, one ounce of Bailey's Irish cream, or my preference is bourbon cream, one ounce of amaretta, one ounce of frangelico or hazelnut liqueur, one ounce of dark cream de cacao. Those are all the alcohols. Then you're going to add four ounces of cream of coconut. Personally, I use Coco Lopez and one half cup of crushed ice. You're going to add all the ingredients into a blender and blend until smooth. Personally, I use a Vitamix blender, and it gives me a perfectly blended drink every single time. As always, I am more than welcome to hear your input, your opinions, and how you may modify this drink on your own. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain reminds us, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Melissa Gaddis, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What are the names of the eight replica ballparks at Big League Dreams? The Big League Dreams website lists only five of the eight fields, but BLD General Manager Forrest Warner confirms they are Crosley Field, Fenway Park, Rangers Globe Life Park, Sportsman's Park, Wrigley Field, Abbott's Field, the Polo Grounds, and Yankee Stadium. Melissa has won a $25 gift card to Torchy's Tacos. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients 
experience, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice, courtesy of Garage Door Rescue. Fireman owned since 2007. When it comes to your garage door needs, Garage Door Rescue provides fast and reliable results. You can find them on the internet at Garage Door Rescue LLC. Com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, most Mansfieldians know that the city of Mansfield is split between three counties. The majority lies within Tarrant County, with the remainder in Ellis and Johnson counties. This week's question is, which county contains more Mansfield real estate, Ellis or Johnson? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, which county contains more Mansfield real estate, Ellis or Johnson? Good luck, and thanks to Adam at Garage Door Rescue for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, I consider him a friend of mine, although I really don't know a whole lot about him. So we're about to find out who he is and where he grew up and all kinds of good stuff like that. We welcome Joe Jenkins to the studio. It's glad to be here. Welcome to About Mansfield. First of all, let's start. Are you a native Texan? I'm a native Texan. I say that I'm a native Mansfieldian. I guess that would be the term. Uh, but that's not 100% accurate because I was actually born in Rendon. My, close. Close. Um, I am a native of the Mansfield ISD. How about that? Um, <laughs> now, your your dad uh, is Chris Jenkins, was here on the podcast. It's been probably about a year, but, yes. uh, but him, we were talking guitars and stuff. Uh, My dad... Uh, is a guitar builder now, but right. um, he uh, he was a veterinarian. Yes, and uh, he had uh, his first animal clinic was in Rendon, Rendon Road Animal Clinic. It's still there, owned by somebody else now. But so we lived kind of down the street from that. So I went to Tarver Rendon growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in third grade, moved to Mansfield proper and uh, lived over kind of near the golf course and went to JL Born. So. I do consider myself a lifelong Mansfield resident. Um, you know, 
it was, Rindon was not the bustling metropolis that it is now. <laughs> um, there wasn't much out there, so you came to Mansfield uh, for pretty much everything. Um, not that we, I, I live out in Rendon now, so we yeah. we still come to Mansfield for pretty much everything as well. But um, when I graduated from high school in 1995, there were 13,000 people roughly in Mansfield. So now, 26 years later, we've we've what are we 90, 90,000? We're about 80. 80. Yeah, we're we're a lot of people. So that's big growth in 25 years. Lots of changes. I think it's doubled since the time we moved here in 2004. There was yeah about forty forty five thousand and and yeah it's it's grown. Uh, Rendon has one of my favorite restaurants, Bella Vita's. You've probably been there. We eat there all the time. Yep, yep. And now uh, we just f- discovered Shane Boys. Shane Boys is uh, if it's not. The greatest food truck in the world. It's definitely up there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the Hawaiian. You know, it's Hawaiian and insp- Hawaiian barbecue. I think right. Is yeah, what- I, I would say Hawaiian inspired food, but it's probably pretty Hawaiian. Um, it is. It is excellent, um, yeah. and I've not had anything that was bad there. Um, and. They even had a second concept for a while where they were doing wings, and that was also excellent. Um, so yeah, we we hit up um, Shane Boys as often as possible. Shane and Megan Sutton own that, and right. they are. I, I tell everybody I can about them because it's it's excellent. If it, <laughs> although it's gotten pretty popular, so now you got to wait in some line, but uh, it's it's worth it. Yeah, let's go back to Little Joe. Okay. All right, so you you, uh, you went to Boren, and you fed through that into... Uh, well, there was really only one way to feed at that time, so okay. to Mary Orr Intermediate School. Right, Worley. Worley, and then to Mansfield High School. Mansfield High School, where it exists now, or... No, um, it's actually Brooks Wester gotcha. High School, or Brooks Wester um, Middle, Middle School, school that um, was my high school. All right. Um, and it's funny how many schools around town are named after teachers that I had, including Brooks Wester. You know, hmm. now they're starting to uh, to do that, or teachers that were in that were there while while we were there. Um, but Brooks Wester was an eighth grade history teacher. Yeah, and now my kids who went up through Mary Orr and all the other schools, um, both of my kids now their teachers. And principal is are starting to have their schools, new schools named after. There's Alma Martinez uh, Intermediate School, and Alma Martinez was the was the principal at Mary Orr. That's where we vote at Alma Martinez if okay. we if we live in Rendon, so or Johnson County. So and uh, and uh, Brenda Norwood, yes, uh, just had a school named after her, and she was uh, one of my my son's teachers. So now okay. the next generation of teachers are starting to come up with uh, with their school, which I think is great. You know yeah. those teachers. Definitely, uh, those excellent teachers and administrators definitely need as much recognition as possible. And you know, and as an aside, uh, Brenda and Alma, you will be receiving phone calls sometime within the next couple of weeks to invite you onto the podcast <laughs> to talk about education and really the honor of having schools named in in your names. So, uh, if you're listening, which I, you may be. Be prepared. Your phone's going to ring. Going back to uh, to little Joe, were you a good student? Um, I was an okay student. I, you were an okay uh, student. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I was very involved in a lot of things in high school, and that became um, a little more important to me than um, than <laughs> academics. Um, but I was I was an above average student. How about that? Okay. What were your interests in in school? Um. 
a lot of uh, I did student government all through school. Um, a lot of organizations like that, student council, key club. Um, so you wanted to be a leader. Uh, yeah, strangely enough, that was what I always told people: is I wanted to be president of the United States. Nice. And, um, then, probably shortly after, I realized what a horrible job that actually is, and <laughs> you know, why would anybody want to be that? Um, but yeah, that was always my goal. Um, I don't know why, but now no political aspirations whatsoever. So. So in that time, say whether it's third grade or a senior in high school, so anywhere in that time, did you ever? What did you want to be when you grow up? Well, other than president, um, you know, I didn't really know. Um, mm-hmm. My father, like I said, was a veterinarian. I, that wasn't for me. Sci- the sciences weren't my thing. Um, uh, he probably would have liked that because that would have been someone he could have left his practice to or that sort of thing. But that was never for me. So, you know, I didn't really know. I bounced around a lot after even after college, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. Because I don't know a lot of insurance people who say, oh, yeah, when I was in third grade, I wanted to own a an insurance firm. And, you know, um, I'm not in getting invited to a lot of career days. So, you know, <laughs> me neither. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, it, it, and and I fell into insurance in a uh, I mean it was it was happenstance. Um, I had a company that we marketed. Um, it was a medical marketing business. We pro- we we marketed products to physicians in a kind of non traditional way, and we were we were doing all right. It was kind of a startup, um, and. With the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, um, a lot of companies, that was right around that time, and a lot of companies were nervous, didn't know what was going to happen, how things were going to change, and they started tightening up their budget. And since we were more non-traditional, um, we were one of the first things that got cut. And um, I have a 11-year-old son that was born right around that time and slowly realized, I'm going to have to shut this business down. And had a family friend who was a farmer's insurance agent. He said, you should look at this. And um, I did and said, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. And 11 years later, um, I've got an office here in Mansfield and uh, we're rocking and rolling. And it's it was one of the best career, best best decisions I've ever made. It was it was wonderful. So. Excellent. And with the Joe Jenkins uh, farmer's insurance, you are sponsoring the Meat, Mugs, and Music, which is happening this weekend we at, are. Um, at the lot. And we got involved with the lot in February of 2020. Yeah. Not a great time to get involved with outdoor <laughs> music venues, um, or outdoor venues in general. Um, and at the time, the lot called and said, "Hey, you know, we're, we're probably going to cancel the season. What do you do?" You, and other people had asked for their money back, and I said, "No, let's just move it into 2020, 2021, if we can do that." And they said, "That'd be great." Um, and when this event came up, I said, "That's the event we want to sponsor." I, I took place in the very. Um, or took part in the very first Meets Mugs and Music as a participant. Had a really good time. Um, and then when they said they were going to bring it back this year as an evening event, um, I said that's you know that's the one. So mm-hmm. with a few changes though, right? There are there are some changes. Um, you know the lot and the lot's gone through a lot of changes. I'm, oh, sure. I'm not on the board, so I'm not going to uh, you know talk all about those uh, because I can't do it with any <laughs> certainty. And um, but. It, the first year it was it was kind of sponsoring for a charity for the mission center um, right and now the lot itself is a uh, 
5013C is that right? The, that's correct. Yes. Um, so that's the charity. You know, it's a, it is not a for profit organization. So they're doing that. Um, so that's they're the own they're the beneficiaries of this. So we are we're bringing it back this year. It used to be that anyone could sign up and cook. There were a lot of professional cooking teams, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. people that traveled around to these different contests around the state. Um, and one thing we talked about is like, well, let's focus on small businesses. Um, in my insurance agency, we focus a lot on small business. We write a lot of commercial insurance, um, and that's something that we really um, have found our um, our groove in is that business insurance side. So we know a lot of small businesses. We uh, help a lot of small businesses. So we really reached out to them and said, "Hey, let's." Uh, Let's let the small businesses of Mansfield come out, and that gives them a chance to then advertise what they do. Let people see they're going to have booths, they're going to walk around, and they're also everyone's going to. There's going to be three different cooking competitions. There's a small bite, which can be whatever they want, yeah. And then there's a, and that's the people are going to be able to vote on that. So someone walks up to your booth, you'll be able to tell them what you're going to do. You'll be able to hand them your small bite if you want to hand them a. Keychain or whatever that is, um, yeah, or a business card, a or business card, is, anything. Say, hey, yeah, it gives a, the the business the competitor the, absolutely a, a chance to um, pitch their business. Uh, and I'm a as we should all be. I'm a big supporter of shopping local and small businesses and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because Mansfield, as much as it's grown, has also grown with a whole lot of really good locally owned businesses um, that we need to support as much as possible. So, um, and then the second one, we're doing a burger competition. So those will be judged. We have um, a few different judges. Um, Mayor Michael Evans is going to be one of our judges. Nice, um, Steve. You were going to be one of our judges, and you got you were given a, a wonderful gift. To oh some, my gosh! A, a, some Father's, a Father's Father's Day, Day gift from my daughter. Two tickets to a Rangers game, and. and she bought the tickets before looking at the Google Calendar. Hey, and um, yeah, I completely understand. So, so, so you had to gracefully bow out. So, Daddy's little girl. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do this. And she's engaged to be married now. So, I, I <sighs> not I, a little girl anymore. I, I have to spend as much time with I her. Get as I get it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Kenneth Jordan, who no one's going to know who that is unless I call him by what everyone calls him, is Jordy, who owns Big D Barbecue. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, is going to be one of our judges. Uh, Benji Arlovsky yeah. from our place is going to be one of our judges. And then uh, Chad Huffines, who is a local restaurateur that owns all the Jersey Mikes locally. Um, are, they're going to be our judges. So we have three food experts, and Michael Evans told me that he is also a food expert because he is a Baptist preacher, so he knows his food. <laughs> um, and I said, well, I can't argue with that. And uh, so they're going to be our four judges, and we're going to, uh, and so they're going to judge the burger and the steak competition that we're still going to have. Okay. Um, what can the Mansfield residents? Expect the the doors open at four. So doors so open at four. What um, what can they expect throughout the day? So we're gonna have food trucks. Food trucks. Um, in one, addition to the competitors. In addition to the competitors. So because really the small bite is going to be that it's going to be a single bite, and we want you to try different things. But no one's going to get full over there. So we've got some food trucks coming in. One that I'm super excited about is 
Mr. Softy, and I don't know if you're familiar with Mr. Softy. I don't know that food truck. It is soft serve ice cream, and my understanding is if you grew up in the um, on the Eastern Seaboard, um, around New Jersey, all that area, then Mr. Softy it was a staple of your of your youth. It was truck food trucks that went around served soft serve ice cream, dipped cones, different creations. Um, we do we do a lot with the. A couple different schools here in town, and we brought them out for teacher appreciation this year. And the man, the teachers just loved it. And so that one's going to be out there. We're gonna, there's be a few others, um, and then we'll have um, and the music. There's you know it is meets mugs and music. So there'll be beer. There will be food trucks. There's going to be four bands starting at six o'clock and ending at around eleven. So we have Big Joe Walker. Big time music. Yes. Texana, uh-huh. Brad Russell Band, and Jesse Robb Jr. are going to be the four bands that are going to take place throughout the evening. Brad Russell, former guest on the About Mansfield podcast. Okay, there you go. And uh, so our listeners know him well. Let's go out and uh, support local music at The Lot. Uh, and this all happens this Saturday, July 10th, at, uh, at The Lot downtown, 110 South Main Street. Yes. Um, it is a ticketed event, as are most things at the lot, but the tickets are free. So if you go to the lot, either Facebook page or web page, which is thelotdowntown.com or the lot downtown on Facebook, you'll be able to find um, tickets through there. It's free for the tickets. Um, and I think they just do that so they kind of have a good guess at how many people are coming. But um, it's it should be a really good event. Um, looks like the weather's not going to be too hot. A lot of it's going to be after the sun goes down. Lots of local businesses that you can go out, find out more about. Um, I know that uh, the the historic downtown Mansfield Business Association. Right, the HMBA, uh, Historic Mansfield Business Association. Yes. So um, a lot of those businesses are going to be open during that because there are going to be people down there. A lot of them are going to come down and set up booths. And, uh, you know, Andy Mack's going to come sell candy. And Mm -hmm. a couple of them are actually going to cook. Um, I think that uh, everybody's favorite coffee place in town, Flying Squirrel, is mm-hmm. going to um, have a booth with maybe Borden Brush, and I think they're going to cook. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Now it's this Saturday, and and obviously. It, it, it... If people are listening on the day that this podcast comes out, it's Wednesday. We're only a few days away. Is there more room? If, if I own a, if I own a business and I want to compete this Saturday, there's more room for for competitors. Absolutely, um, we can. Heck, we'll take you on Saturday morning if you want to. We've got room. Um, we've got enough room for about twenty five different local businesses, and we're not there yet. So we will absolutely take you. Um, we, you can go to either of those uh, locations for the lot, the uh, Facebook page or their website, thelotdowntown.com, and they will. And there's links to to where you can go and find out about more about it. So, thelotdowntown.com. Uh, again, that's thelotdowntown.com for meat, mugs, and music. And again, this Saturday, July 10th. So again, Meet Mugs and Music, July 10th, The Lot Downtown, four bands, lots and lots of competitors down there the, who will be vying for the the Small Bites, the hamburger and the steak competitions, the food trucks, the vendors who will be selling all kinds of things. Doors open at 4 and goes till well into the evening.
exciting time. Enjoy the uh, the live music. One more thing, Steve. Real yes, quick. sir. I, I would be. Um, it would be. A mistake not to mention uh, Dirty Job Brewing, since yep. Mugs is part of it. Absolutely. Um, Derek and his Derek, crew. Derek and his crew are going to be down there, um, and they're going to have beer. Uh, there may be a couple other local breweries, not Mansfield, but small breweries mm-hmm. that are going to do that as well. But uh, Derek will be there serving as well, so I think it's important to, you know, the Mugs part is obviously just as important as the meets and music. So come down and try some um, some of your local libations. So Derek Hubenak. Former guest of the About Mansfield podcast. He's a he's a, <laughs> he's kind of a jack of all trades. What can yeah, Derek do? Is re- Derek is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. So he's a friend of mine. Yes. great guy. We've reached that part of the interview where listeners really get to know Joe okay. Jenkins. It is the lightning round and uh, a very simple game of this or that. You ready? I'm ready. Night or day? Night. What's your favorite smell? New shoes. I know that's a strange thing, but I, I will stick my face inside a pair of new, brand new shoes before they've been worn. And even um, if someone else has tried them on, I'm just pretending that never happened. But it's uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, trying on is not really wearing, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, something about the smell of a new pair of shoes is great. Comic book or comic strip? Probably comic book. Train or plane? Plane. Ice cream or snow cone? Ice cream. What's your favorite ice cream? I'm a mint chocolate chip guy. Nice. Couch or recliner? Couch. Apples or oranges? God, I guess oranges. Um, oh, I probably don't eat as much fruit as possible. Or the problem with oranges, of course, is the peeling. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, you know it's it's work to get to an orange. Um, but you know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm if I have to choose, I'm going to say orange. That's the wrong answer. Apple is the correct. Apple is what I meant to say. Yes, because you can't dip oranges into peanut butter. You're, that is true. Um, although I have this strange, I've developed this strange allergic reaction to apples in my, uh-huh. but I mean, not so much so where I don't eat them, but something about I break out like I, I just get horribly flush. Like my face turns beet red if I eat apples now. Oranges is the correct answer <laughs> for me. But like I said, that doesn't stop me from eating apples. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Would you rather be charming or genuine? The modest answer would be genuine, but I think everyone would like to be more charming, probably. Uh, let's say, why not? Let's say charming. Why not? <laughs> Joe, uh, we'll see you out July 10th this Saturday for Meat Mugs and Music. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting. Again, log on to thelotdowntown.com for more information. Get your tickets there. Tickets are free. F R E E, free. By the way, free is my favorite four letter F word. That's a good one. Food is my second favorite. And when you put the two together, it's... <laughs> you cannot go wrong. It's fantastic. Yes. Starts at 4 o'clock, meat, mugs, and music. Joe, I appreciate being on About Mansfield. It was absolutely my pleasure. We're, I love it. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we have the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. We will also talk in studio with foodie Ted Wood about some new eateries in town. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, Katrina Brown. 
Home Improvement Feature, Terry Radzwin. Cocktail of the Week Feature, Brian Certain. Post-Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield. <laughs>